The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So these readings today, I believe, will help us gain a a greater appreciation for the way that God wants to communicate to us. And I use the word communicate intentionally as opposed to speaking, because I think it's important that we are aware of the fact that communication happens in more ways than one. (laughs) So communication from God doesn't happen just through hearing a word. Because I think sometimes we hear that and we think, well, God doesn't speak to me. (laughs) I don't hear God speak to me. And that may be true, especially when we talk about our exterior senses, our ears. I've never heard God speak to me with these ears, but I like to think that I hear him speak to me all the time with my heart, with my interior senses. And it doesn't get communicated with just a word, although we're going to see here in just a second, the word is very important. But it's more than that. It's more than that. Just as in our human communication, nonverbal communication is so important. So oftentimes it's not what you say, but it's how you say it, right? And they often say to priests who preach, people aren't going to remember a word that you said, (laughs) but they're going to remember how you made them feel. So I hope by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, God through me communicates to you this morning how he feels about you. Because as St. Paul said, he was reminding the Thessalonians this morning, we, speaking about Paul and, and himself and his disciples, we were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children. 
Another word that comes to mind as I hear that is tenderness. I'm very aware of the tenderness of God and how he wants to use me to bring about a revolution of tenderness. Pope Francis used that phrase, and I really like it. A revolution of tenderness. That's what our world needs today more than ever. And I think on some level, you could say that Jesus himself was a revolutionary And he helped bring about a revolution of tenderness in the world when he was born, when he died, when he rose from the dead. And so let's just go back to the gospel for a second. That first half of the gospel, Jesus is calling out the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders, who tended to be all about the performance He even, you know, calls them out for widening their phylacteries and lengthening their tassels and the places of honor, etc. So for them, it was all about appearance and performance. And so it's clear to us from what Jesus is saying here that he doesn't really care about that. It's not about the performance. It's not about how we look in God's eyes. Because God knows our hearts. God knows our hearts. And then he goes on here to say, speaking to his disciples too, as for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. So he's not speaking literally here. Because obviously we call our Our earthly father's father. We call our priests oftentimes father. So Jesus is not putting a prohibition in a literal sense on calling people father. But he's going deeper uh, in the sense of who is really your father? Who is your creator? Because the word father has this connotation of creator. And that's what he's getting at. So we have one creator who gives us our life, who gives us our true identity. I think a lot of this has to do with our identity and where we get our identity from. Because there's also a temptation for us to make a name for ourselves. That's been a temptation for man from the beginning of time. (laughs) To make a name for yourself. And what God wants us to know is he's already given us a name. A holy name. Which is to say a holy identity. Our name is how we're identified, right? So we've already been given a holy identity in Christ. He just said it. You are all brothers. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We've been baptized into Christ. So there's our identity, dear brothers and sisters. There's our identity. It comes from God. He gave it to us. When we were baptized, the Father, our Father, was claiming us for himself through the Son in the Spirit. So we can literally say that we belong to God. 
Because God said, that one's mine. Thank you very much. (laughs) And he said that to each and every one of you. That one's mine. Thank you very much. I will claim her for myself. I will love her. I will care for her. I will raise her up in the order of grace. So we come here to be fed, you might say. Just as you would go to your grandpa's house, perhaps, or grandma's house, you know, or back to your parents' house. So we come here on Sundays, at least, to our father's house to be fed by the son in the spirit. So there's a communication, right? There's a communication that happens there. Your parents could be deaf, dumb, and blind. <laughs> but when you go back to their house, you know, there's a communication that happens there. There's a warmth and a love and a, and a security, hopefully. But certainly that's what God wants for us here. But then it's true, as he says, Paul again, for this reason, we too give thanks to God unceasingly that in receiving the word of God from hearing us, you received it not as a human word, but as it truly is, the word of God, which is now at work in you who believe. So the word of God is powerful. It packs a punch for sure. There's something powerful about the word of God because it comes from God. And so as we speak it, as we speak it, as we receive it, and as we speak it, it brings about transformation. It carries with it, you could say, a blessing. A blessing. And what is a blessing? It is a communication of divine life. You know, people come up, Father, give me your blessing. Father, can you bless my rosary? Father, can you bless me today? It's my birthday. Father, can you bless us? It's our anniversary. Father, can you pray for healing? I, you know, broke my arm or whatever. I've got cancer. It's a blessing. And so as I bless people, especially in faith, for those who believe, I believe that as I do that in the name of Jesus, especially It carries with it power. It carries with it divine life. And as my faith grows in that, I see more and more people getting healed, for example, when they come and ask for healing. God heals, but he wants to communicate that life and that healing grace through all of us. His body. So as we continue with this Mass today, as we continue to hear his word through the prayers, and as we, as we come forward for Holy Communion, let's ask that we would be open to the divine communication that is taking place here. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that are open to receive your divine communication, your divine affection. Paul used that word too. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly beloved had you become to us. And God wants us to know that. That we are dear to him. That we are precious to him. That he cherishes each and every one of us as his own. 
because we are his own. It's true. So God, help us today to receive that from you. Your word, your communication of divine affection. And may that bless us. May that heal us. May that strengthen us. May that encourage us. May that affirm us today. May that fill us with your life and light and peace and joy. So that we can then carry that forward from here. So that we can carry it out from here to bless those that are looking to encounter God themselves in us. Amen.